Hello and welcome to The Cute Life. I'm Finley. I'm Ollie. And you're joining us here in our kitchen. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. We're currently hiding in our kitchen from trick-or-treaters as they won't stop knocking on our door and we have no treats for them. <laughs> the only treat we've got is an insane shih tzu yapping at the door. Oh, she's barking, barking, barking. It's been going on for hours. I've been blasting out Lizzo, trying to pretend I can't hear them. <laughs> Lizzo scares off children, everyone knows that. Yeah, I mean, f- listening to Lizzo is their treat, surely. Yeah, exactly. You should have just blasted it through the letterbox. <laughs> Here you go, here's your treat. What more do you want, you little shits? <laughs> I give you Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, so... I give you female empowerment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The gift of female empowerment. Yeah. That's a treat in itself. Yeah. It was quite... Well, I was just walking from the train station. There were kids in, like, really good little outfits, though. Oh, I feel bad. I haven't joined in, but... You can... We can do it next year. Yeah. We weren't ready. No. Also, we didn't care. <laughs> it's just if you give I just felt very strongly that if you give one child some sweets and they'll run off and tell all their little friends and then before you know it your house will be riddled with small people thousands <laughs> <laughs> of small folk coming through the doors tiny little I don't think tiny a, little pumpkins and ghosts and I don't think there's a central hub of children who are all <laughs> like relaying information to each other in order to I think they will that sounds like something from like a South Park episode. <laughs> Possibly. I might be getting real life in South Park mixed up again. It happens quite often. It's easily done. Yeah. What number episode is this, Finn? Oh, shit. Uh, 31. <gasps> 31 and the 31st. Ooh. Ooh spooky. <laughs> you said last week, you were like, we should have timed it for the... Oh, no, you were talking about your birthday, Yeah, you? my birthday. Yeah. My that... birthday. That's next. That's in three days' time. <gasps> Thirty fourth of October. <laughs> spooky. Spooky. Yeah. yeah. The well, turning thirty is spooky. Yeah, that's real spooky. <laughs> real spooky it's sense of your own mortality. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, I've been wrapping up the last of my Inktober. Um, sorry, our chairs are very squeaky today. Um, yeah, I've been finished my. Finished my Inktober today. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 31 days of hell over. Oh my god, I'm so glad it's over. I'm not joking, it's been quite like... It's been really time-consuming. I've completely given up my running regime, so... My exercise... Um, yeah, pattern has gone out the window. So, I'm fat as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, I'm quite looking forward to getting back into that rhythm. And just, yeah, not having... There's a lot of pressure having to come up with an idea and then draw that idea every single day. Well, it's kind of like, it was fine at first because I made a big list of things, but then towards the end you're just like, shall I do all this? And then you start something and you're like, this is just shit, I hate it. And I then... think that's the pressure is because normally if you're drawing something and you don't like it, you can just chuck it away, but you're like, I've got I to have put this to on. post yeah. this. But luckily I haven't, I mean, there are some I like more than others, obviously, but... Yeah, I haven't like actively hated any of the ones I've done. Which so. for you is rare. It you is are rare. A big hater. Of I am. Art. Yeah, I'm very critical of myself. You like to tear up an artwork. 
oh, I'm renowned for it. Yeah, it's really annoying. My, tu- my tutors and my teachers at school always used, always used to tell me off I was renowned in my school for doing that. <laughs> All you were listening to is rip it up and start again in your yeah, head. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was telling Ollie about, uh, Ollie, I um, did like a ceramics class and like I really remember my teacher, like we had to make like little buildings um, and we had them all fired and stuff. And I got mine back and I was like, this is shit. Well, I didn't say that because I was about 12. This is crumbs. No, maybe 14. I was just like, I hate this. And he was like, no, it's good. And then as soon as his back was turned, I elbowed it off the corner of the table and smashed it. I imagine you just being like, whoops. Whoops. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I'm such a shitty little sassy six-year-old. Whoops. Whoops. I'm six now, am I? I don't know. How old did you say you were? Fourteen. Oh. I've regressed. Well, I was talking about your mental age. Yeah, <laughs> what? You're fourteen when you were elbowing off the pottery. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, I was imagining like tiny you. In, no, like... no, I was like fourteen or fifteen, I think. Oh well, that puts a whole. It was different... just before GCSE. That puts a whole different spin on the story. <laughs> Quite different. RC teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So. um yeah, but I, um, I think I'm, so I'm going to sell all my Inktober. So if you've got your eye on one, then send me a message. But otherwise, I'm just going to put them on my website. And I'm going to make like a sort of collaged print of my favourites because I think that will look really nice. Kind of like a bit like a tattoo flash or something. Um, but yeah, I need to. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm really excited to see what, because I've got an idea in my mind of what I think it'll look like. And I'm interested to see how you make it. I mean, I feel like I've got an idea in my head. and then... We've probably both got ideas in our heads. <laughs> well, we probably do. Normally, Although that is rare for us. <laughs> normally between us we have one idea yeah. and it's shit. Uh, and this time we've got two ideas and uh, they're both shit. Well, no, usually I have a very sort of clear idea in mind of like how I want a piece to look. And then it kind of, it's quite rare that it actually turns out how I think it is yeah. going to. But in a good way most of the time anyway yeah you've got to embrace that yeah exactly because if you don't you just end up never doing anything yeah that wasn't very good English no <laughs> <laughs> hey I'm tired I'm trying my best I need to move this little microphone a little bit I'm oh, worried so unprofessional I know I'm worried that we can't pick up my gorgeous your hilarious my hilarious snippets of bassy husband <laughs> oh me I was, yeah. I, was, I was talking about you no. I was insulting you you're insulting me <laughs> oh we're it's Halloween match made in heaven uh, do you want to hear my cute thing or do you want to is you... your cute thing horror themed for no. Halloween okay well it's let's not... get it out of the way then um, I did look for like cute, cute spooky stories but funnily enough that's quite hard to come by and it just like whenever I googled it, it just came up with like cute Halloween outfits and I was yeah. like that's not a very good story I think is it? cute yeah cute serial killers hard to come by <laughs> yeah exactly apart from Bundy back in the day Oh, he was, yeah, I mean... No, I'm only joking. I mean, everyone always said he was handsome. Everyone said he was handsome. He, like he a, was handsome like if he kid. lost the unibrow and cut his hair a little bit. Yeah. And, like, squinted. <laughs> yeah. And you had, like, seawater in your eyes. Yeah. And um, also really low standards. <laughs> and you didn't mind being, getting murdered. Yeah, but, but apart he from was that, cute. Apart from that, he was a real, real catch. punk. Real catch. Mm. Um... No, it's not spooky related, but... Okay, you do your cute story, and then I will follow it with a true terrifying story. No, I'm worried about the wire. Okay. 
Um, sorry, sorry, we're really professional here, um, as you can tell. And I am being very professional. I haven't touched the microphone all the while. Finn is going. Well, nuts I may tonight. have, may or may not have tangled up my computer in the microphone wire. Everyone, um, <clears throat> <clears throat> please. Oh, Kim Kardashian dressed off as Legally Blonde for Halloween. Wow. That's a side name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Certainly is. Right, Ollie. Yes. What right. do you think an uh, acorn ranger is? An acorn ranger is a tiny <laughs> rabbit that hunts for <laughs> acorns to make into hats. Oh, that's so cute. That's way cuter than my story. I love it. Okay, we're, just gonna, we're just going to leave it like that. And what is, a spooky story, Ollie. <laughs> what is an acorn ranger? So... A booming popularity of acorn-based products is putting squirrel population in South Korea at risk as human foragers steal the rodent's staple diet. Right. In the Republic of Korea, where human foraging is said to be at an all-time high... Really? That's a yes, bit of information. Uh, there are fewer acorns on the ground and, as a result, fewer squirrels. Coming to save the day for the hungry squirrels are... Acorn Rangers. <laughs> right. <laughs> a team of dedicated animal saviors are pol- policing university campuses and public parks across a- the Asian nation. The Asian nation. Uh, and that sounds like a rave album. Yeah, just a bit. Uh, and scaring off acorn foraging humans. <laughs> the volunteers have no legal authority. Volunteers? Oh, I thought it was going to be my To new punish job. those, they find, but hope at least to deter the human foragers from returning. They spend um, an hour each week warning humans away and hiding acorns under tree leaves in an effort to help out the hungry rodents. This sounds like a mockumentary that someone would make. Definitely. So, the reason that people are uh, after the acorn the sweet nectar... Precious, yeah, their precious nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, in South Korea, food which is made from acorns, including noodles, jelly, and powder, um, has grown in popularity as it is declared a healthy superfood and had the potential to fight obesity and diabetes. I thought acorns were poisonous. I thought they were as well. But Apart from to our squirrely friends. Well, I assume, like, they're just, like, extracting a nutty element out the of it. The nutty extract. Yeah. yeah, the goodness out of it, nutty rather goodness. than just, like actually just, just eating, munching them eating raw. a whole acorn yeah. raw I guess there's quite a lot of stuff like, yeah I always thought that acorns were poisonous yeah but chicken's poisonous unless you cook it maybe acorns are the same that's true wait no is chicken poisonous than when it's I thought it was only when it's like being left out no no when it's like raw chicken breast I wouldn't know I've been vegetarian for so long I don't think anyone eats raw chicken breast you get salmonella zombies zombies eat human brains that's true. Not chicken I'm breast. Sh- I'm sure they wouldn't mind a bit of chicken breast. This is a tangent. <laughs> it doesn't need to <laughs> it be. It doesn't need to be. Although it is at least Halloween themed. It is, yeah. Thank you. We're just that side note. Uh, so, do the whole team of Acorn Rangers work one hour a week? Or are they all working on... Shit? No, I assume they volunteer for one hour a week each. Okay. I mean, that's a cute hobby. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I quite like to do that. I, in my mind, they have, like, tasers and they're dressed, like, in, like, full SWAT gear, like, sort of... No, I'm imagining more of a sort of Benny Hill situation where they're, like, running around, like... (laughs) Just hiding acorns under um, 
leaves and then squirrels and then people foraging for I'm so surprised and just chasing them around. Koreans are really into foraging. I mean, why? Don't know. It's just not what I imagine them doing. I always imagine them cutting grass with scissors. Is that North Korea or something? That's North Korea. Oh, are we talking about South Korea? South Korea. Oh, the South Korea. They can do whatever they want in the time of their lives. <laughs> No, I don't think North Korea... Well, maybe they would because they're all starving, aren't they? Yeah. Poor things. That's Poor very patronising. Poor little lads. Poor dears. <laughs> Why don't they just leave? <laughs> We're not that thick. Oh, anyway. Well, oh, talking of thick, did you hear that I cleared up uh, your ASAP theory on Americans? Yes, I did. Explain because what I, that is. Though. So... Um, Ollie told me, so Ollie had an interaction with an American person over email and he said in an email, get back to me ASAP. And the person responded, I have no idea what that means. And so Ollie came back to me. They didn't, they just said, what's ASAP? They said that. Yeah. So then Ollie came back to me and said, American people don't understand what ASAP means. So make sure that you write as soon as possible in emails because they just won't understand. You're portraying me in a bad light. (laughs) That's what you said. No, it's, so not... I have since oh, been like God. writing out AS- ASAP and then being like, oh, just in case, I think I'm going to take that out and put it as soon as possible. And then I, I said it in my stories today and I was like, are Americans not going to be able to understand me? So for once and all, and for all, I got to the bottom of it, Ollie. The person you spoke to was either a thicko or a hundred years old because everyone, there was a flurry of people. <laughs> flurry. Here and... <laughs> Darren, a, a tether and ultra intelligent <laughs> Americans. <laughs> no. Well, I only surround myself with the best. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you're married to me. Um, no, because what I mean. So. Shush, for God's sake. <laughs> I will not shush. Oh. <laughs> what I think I was trying to convey to you from that message was mm. when you're emailing people who don't live in England. Mm. Just think about how you word things, because not everything you say may necessarily ring true to them. Is that what you said, or is it is what you said? So they won't understand it. They be. I believe. When I said, I am correct. When I said, all those nutters won't know what ASAP means. What I meant was, word your emails carefully, okay, my darling. love, because sometimes things can be lost in translation. Okay, babe. You don't want to offend anyone. Offend <laughs> anyone by ASAP? What else could ASAP stand for? Uh, Americans Arses. sue Ars Patrol. <laughs> Americans sue Acorn Patrol. <gasps> oh my god! Shit! Shit! America Full versus Korea here. again. <laughs> Winner takes all. Winner the acorns. <laughs> the acorns. The squirrels. Um, anyway, let me tell you a story. For God's sake, don't slag me <laughs> off anymore. Okay. It's about our American friends. Oh, hello, American friends. The scariest true story you've ever heard. Don't get your hopes up. That's not true. But it is a good, <laughs> but it is a good story. Okay. So, this is a story about a man who wants to move into an apartment. Something we've all done. Don't we all? I mean, I don't... We yeah, don't. We don't. Because but... we moved out of an apartment into a house. Yeah. But we wanted it. Yeah, and if I was going to live in New York, I presume I'd have to live in an apartment. What? Or my a... se... Well, my uh, career as an acorn collector. <laughs> yeah. Ain't getting me into a mouse the... hole. Ain't getting me a penthouse. A bench. Right. Pot bench. So, this is written by an unnamed writer. Okay. 
So that right. was worth putting in. <laughs> there is a name. <laughs> Peter Kessel. Okay. Peter Kessel, that's a good name. Kessel. Oh, Kessel, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter, if you're listening. In the summer of 2005, I moved to New York to live with a girl I've been dating long distance. And as moving across the country to be with a girl, stories usually go, it didn't work out. Our u- union was short-lived and I needed some place to stay, quick. In my experience, finding good housing in New York is largely based on luck, and I had that in low reserve. I tried all the usual avenues, Craigslist, friends, friends of friends, acquaintances of friends, and after a few weeks of searching, I found, finally managed to be put in contact with a guy who had a spare room to sublet for a super low price in the Lower East Side. The owner of the apartment, we'll call him Doug, don't know why. Why not? Why not? was a heavy-drinking, chain-smoking, freelance writer who had also recently split from his girlfriend. So Dylan Moran. Yeah. (laughs) His ex-girlfriend's office space was in the apartment, which made the perfect bedroom to rent out. I was in the sort of headspace at that time that necessitated a lot of shut-door boozing and sadness, and I found it highly attractive that Doug seemed to be into the same kind of mopery that I was. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. Plus the room was large, for the Lower East Side, Seemed cloistered enough from Doug's area that I would would have a decent amount of privacy, and while it gave off that kind of dude funk smell that some might have shied away from, it wasn't that big a deal considering it was also devoid of rats, mould and water damage. It seemed perfect. Mm -hmm. Our house has two of those three things. (laughs) This house seems perfect, I said to Doug, and of course followed up with, what's wrong with it? Nothing's wrong with the room, he said a little too cautiously. But, but you're talking about the price right why is it so low ha I joked ha is not a joke Peter if you're listening did someone die in here or what no nothing like that but something did happen and I'd feel like an ass if I rented the place to you and didn't tell you what happened here a few months ago oh god ah the words every subletter wants to hear and with that he launched into the best story I've ever heard about New York City housing oh my god I'm so excited I'm rubbing my hands together with glee and anticipation. (laughs) I have to have an emergency sip of wine. (laughs) Wait, I want some emergency sip. Well, I can talk while you drink. Oh, wait, can I get a top up? Yeah. After Doug's girlfriend left him a few few months before I met him, he became unable to afford the rent by himself. He quickly found Jack via Craigslist. Right. A recent Columbia Journalism School graduate and fellow writer. Like Doug, Jack was also quiet and a loner, choosing to order Chinese food and chip away... No! Is this what I think it is? Carry on. Maybe. Chinese food and chip away at his novel instead of getting drunk like the LES revellers on the sidewalks below. But he was courteous and stayed out of Doug's purpose... No! I know where this is going. Well, shush, because these people might not. And stayed out of Doug's way, which is the exact kind of stranger you want to be living with. After living with Jack for a few months, Doug was running home through the middle of a raging rainstorm and noticed that Jack's window was wide open, water pouring into the room. He rushed up the stairs, still dripping wet and and knocked on Jack's door. Nobody answered, and Doug figured Jack was out. He forgot his master key, opened the door and clicked on the light. Neatly piled into stacks were Chinese food containers, some ten boxes high, some already toppled, with their half-eaten contents strewn all over the floor. The cartons covered all the available area on the floor except for a narrow walkway between the bed and the desk. <laughs> Doug stood horrified at the doorway, then noticed the water flooding, flooding the floor by the window. He rushed over to close it. Compulsive hoarders, as anyone who spent a decent time watching TV will know, 
on Nod Great Rare. Great program. There are between 6 to 15 million hoarders living in the United States. Wow, that's a lot. All of them using the word ASAP all the time. <laughs> with many of them carrying on seemingly normal lives outside of their obsessive disorder. This fact didn't make Doug any more comfortable with the idea of a toy city of rotting Chinese food in his spare bedroom. He was going to kick out Jack as soon as he, he got back to the apartment. Then he saw the boots. No, no, I know what it is. Doug leaned over to pick it up, knowing what the contents were before his fingers even made contact. <laughs> Spilling out of the top were strings and strings of low main noodles <laughs> and hard pieces of dried rice. Doug was sure he could see crusted over mounds of meat and hardened sauce. Sickened, Doug sat down the chute, and as he did so, he noticed a shadow in the shape of a human body beneath the bed. He's <laughs> the best. With absolute trepidation, Doug lifted the bed and slid it a few feet away, <laughs> knocking over a pile of takeout boxes. What he uncovered wasn't, to his immediate relief, a real person, but it was a person's shape, with a hooded sweatshirt attached to gloves and a pair of jeans, with boots tucked into the legs. Coming out of the seams were remnants of noodles, rice and meat. <laughs> so... Grease stains pooling through the fabric and onto the floor. <laughs> Spoiled scraps of food filling the hoodie to the brim. Doug scanned the body, and yes, there it was. Noodles oozed out of the unzipped fly, a glory hole that Jack had been taking advantage of all spring long. Doug immediately called an emergency locksmith who came and changed the locks within an hour. Jack arrived home not too long afterwards and found it locked. I just need my laptop, he called through the door. Doug slid the laptop through the mail slot. He could hear Jack's footsteps that click down the hall and the apartment entrance door slammed shut. During the following days, Doug hired cleaners to remove all the food that Jack had left behind. Though the room had been cleaned of all of the takeout containers, along with the meat lover, as I started to describe the effigy, <laughs> meat lover. the floors and the walls were scrub- scrubbed clean, the room aired out for days, the smell still lingered. Doug paused. So, yeah, the room is cheap, what was happened was fucked up. Uh, I felt faint. I'm sorry, dude. I can't, I muttered, and headed for the door. I regret leaving such haste now, as the amount of questions I have are overwhelming. Didn't Doug smell something weird coming from Jack's room before he went in? Didn't he notice that Jack never took out any trash? What What did he think was on the laptop? I've considered calling him up to tie up those loose ends, which would lend this story I've told a hundred times much more credence, but really, I'd hate to bother the guy. That summer was an especially damaging one for me, and I wasn't the one who had to clean up the leaking sex toy my ex-roommate had constructed out of decomposing <laughs> Chinese food. <laughs> the end. Oh, I haven't heard that in ages. It's a good story. It's a brilliant story. I feel like, why hasn't someone made that into like a short film? Yeah. Like a little so animation would be good. Like a, a noodle. Cl- like a claymation mm. or something. Excellent. That'd be real creepy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow. And that's my creepy Halloween story. It's the worst and best at the same time. It is, isn't it? Um, so, keeping my Halloween theme. Oh, we're going straight on to the next, are we? Unless you want to ruminate on the noodle version. <laughs> Not really. No? Okay. <laughs> I want to move on and forget that. Finley. Ever happened. Good Housekeeping magazine. I know it well. Do you? Yes. What is it about? Good Housekeeping. Nail it. They have announced their 15 offensive Halloween costumes that shouldn't exist for this year. They do one every year. I'm trying to think of one that... I want you to try and guess oh, some of the ones oh, on the oh, list. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. okay, okay. 
Um, so obviously, can you give me some sort of like um, context or whatever? Yeah, I would say that because um, I don't want to just like. <laughs> I mean, because I could say some obvious things, but maybe wouldn't be that funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some of them aren't that funny. Obviously, because they're the most offensive Halloween costumes. Exactly. Um, I mean, there's a certain thing that springs to mind that I don't even want to say. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a few that but I would... aren't that are just like they go without saying. Yeah. Okay. Anything involving blackface. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's a top tip. Don't like go one of those that. dolls. That's what yeah. sprung to mind. Uh, cultural stereotypes. Like Red Indian. Red Indian, uh, Native Americans. Don't... Although. Sometimes that's funny. No. <laughs> what about if you were like. Mm, no, actually. Carry on. Uh, no, I was just. I was thinking of Peter Pan, but then you'd just dress up as Peter, wouldn't you? Why? Who are you going to dress up as in Peter Pan? That would be offensive. Well, there's. Uh, what's his name? I'm getting my things mixed up. In Pan, what's his name? Rufio. And right. he wears that headdress thing. Yeah. I mean, I think if in doubt, just don't. Okay. Okay. All right. Now have a guess. Guess at something. What would you say would be an offensive outfit? Uh... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want me to just tell you something? You can... Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. I... Thing that has been before, it's quite an out of date reference. For it. <laughs> it's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, that's a weird one. Okay, <clears throat> okay, offensive, offensive. Uh, Donald Trump is offensive, just in general. No, I think Donald Trump's okay. Okay, well, he is scary. He's scary. Yeah. Uh, offensive, offensive. I can't think of anything. My mind's gone blank. Okay, I'm going to read you some, and then you can tell me how you feel about them. Okay, that's. This uh, so this one, the first one is one that you can actually buy the costume for. So you don't even need to like make. Oh, the are they going to be like slutty? Like there's always slutty something, and so it's going to be like slutty. I mean, slutty schoolgirl is like a classic thing, isn't it? And is it's that like, offensive? It is offensive. I mean, it's quite paedophilic. It's really it? paedophilic and weird. Well, luckily, you wouldn't have to worry about this one if you dressed up as a Holocaust victim. That's an actual outfit you can buy. There's a photo of it. Are you actually joking? Uh, that's not an how. That's what. That's not. Ho- is that advertised as a Holocaust? Well, no. It's described as Anne Frank costume for girls, but it, they were the company that made it had to stop selling it. Why would you do that, you idiot? So don't. If you're thinking about it, don't get dressed as that this year. Okay. Transphobic costumes. That's a new one for this year. Transphobic. The, the tranny granny costume was pulled from Walmart after facing a backlash from consumers who pointed out that it mocks and sat, sat, well, satirises transgender women in addition to using a transphobic slur. But many retails, retailers still carry the costume. Okay. A refugee. No, let's move on. <laughs> Body shaming and objectifying costumes. How so? Uh, This is a costume where it's a man riding on the back of a fat woman. Oh my god. That's horrific. Uh, A terrorist. That's quite a popular one, I feel. 
Mm, yeah, I feel like I could see Prince Harry in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he dressed up as a Nazi. Yeah, he did. His little... What's his little kid called? Archie. Archie's probably dressed up as a Holocaust victim right now. <laughs> uh, zombie versions of recently deceased celebrities. Oh, okay, that's not okay. But do you think that's not okay? Depends who it is. Jimmy Savile is okay. Do you think so? Yeah, because Jimmy Savile is terrifying and yeah. not okay. I mean, mm. is it okay because he's not okay and you can take the piss out of him? I thought, I was thinking it more like if a celebrity you really liked died, mm. and then is it like a tribute? See, I maybe not I think, that he's dead, but like if you dressed up as like zombie Bill Murray, I feel like that would just be a um, homage. homage to no, him. Um, like, I'm trying to think. Do they have an example? I feel like it could be okay. I think that's a grey area. It's a grey area, because if you really love the celebrity, then it's not offensive. Um, I don't think. OJ Simpson and Nicole Simpson? Yeah, that's not okay. A mentally ill person? Really not okay. This sexual harassment outfit, which is just a flasher. I mean, it's scary. It's certainly scary. A homeless person? I feel like that's a really weird costume. I don't know why. How do you dress up as a homeless person? I feel. I really feel like I might have dressed my sister up as a hobo when I was little. I think it's some weekends after I've been actually. I, why I could easily be dressed. I as a really. Person. I really think I did dress my sister up as a hobo when I was like, when we were little. <laughs> but it's just because we thought hobos were fun. They are fun. Like. I mean, like, a sort of, like, riding on the trains, kind of, like, free, carefree. And... <laughs> no, I yeah, I don't I know, know I mean. think when we were little, we kind of, like, romanticised it a bit. Like, I don't think it... But just, that's... In our little child minds, we kind of liked the idea of... It's hobo... I feel like hobo's okay to say, isn't it? Yeah, hobo's okay to yeah. say. Transient. A travelling hobo. Yeah. Well, there's all different things, isn't it? Hobos go on trains, tramps walk. Yeah. And then there was another one. I think we must have... I think but that was, like, on the road. I think there was a times. cartoon or something that we used to watch when we were little where I feel like Goofy or something. Tramp Life. Yeah, no, it was something. I don't know. Britain's Next Top Tramp. I think we, yeah, found it all quite exciting. So, anyway. I... I it depends, again, the context. I think if you're with, like, a little... If it's... You're with a little tramp. It's hilarious. I don't know. I think it's I weird. don't know what I'm saying. I don't think it's a very good costume. No. I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna win any prizes. No, definitely not. Whereas on the other hand, if you come dressed as this, you will. Okay. A company called Yandy.com has released sexy Beyond Meat Burger costume. <laughs> so Beyond Meat Burger is a vegan burger that came out this year. That me and Ollie are very excited about. And this company has made a sexy vegan burger costume. I mean, they're jumping on the vegan bandwagon. They certainly are. I'll give them that. So you get a little flag on your head that says plant-based. Oh, I want to. I want that flag. And then you get a... What's this like? What do you call this dress? Like, like a, a boob tube. Well, it's not a boob tube. It's like, like figure hugging. Yeah, you get like a boob tube with sesame seeds on, <laughs> lettuce on your waist, tomatoes, <laughs> the vegan patty, and then the bottom half is just bum. To cover your buns. 
it. <laughs> Very good. Um, I mean, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't say it was offensive. One star. It's got one, <laughs> one review, one star. Uh, I ordered a size up out of fear it would be too small. It's a shirt, not a dress. I am very average height. And it is so small, my entire butt is out. It's physically impossible <laughs> to cover my butt and top at the same time. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Uh, I would return it, but since I'm at international, it would cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> my plan is to turn it into a crop top and then find a beige shirt, a beige, beige skirt that covers my butt. That's correct. Wow. So this company, Vandy.com, literally makes... This is the company who makes sexy versions of, of everything. Um, very weird selection. Oh, this is enjoyable. <laughs> so, yes, they also do a Vandy sold-out chicken sandwich, which I don't really understand. Chicken sandwich? Yeah. They do Little Miss Impeachment... What? I guess is it to do with Donald Trump's impeachment. Uh, they do a vegan pizza as well, just in case the vegan burger wasn't for you. They just do, like, every mad outfit that you can imagine. But, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with their dedication. And selection. It's an insane selection. Finally. Oh, those ones are fun. <gasps> Wait, what? Is that, is that the cat from... Wait, what is that cat? Is that... that one? Yeah. The Cheshire Cat. From Alice in Wonderland, isn't it? Although, obviously, they call it that. They call it mischievous cat costume. That's quite impressive. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, don't dress up as a homeless person. Do dress up as a Beyond Meat burger. Yes. That's, that's the cute life review. Yeah, that's my takeaway. Yeah. Uh, have you got anything else you want to talk about? Not really, I don't think so. This is kind of like a bit of a short one, really. Well, I've got one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to tell you about an artist called Joe Coleman. Never heard of him. Whose work you've seen before. (laughs) That went well. (laughs) So, Joe Coleman is an artist who... Have I seen his work before? Yeah. He does sort of... um, these like hyper detailed paintings he paints with like magnifying glasses on so that he can do these like insanely detailed paintings but um he so he does sort of like were they at the royal academy no he was in a documentary called serial killer culture which was this documentary that we watched years ago about people who trade in the yes! art of serial oh, killers oh i remember so it's called Serial Killer Culture. It came out in 2014. I think we watched it on Amazon Prime. So yeah. if you've got Amazon Prime, I'm sure it's still on there. Yeah, it was about people who collected, yeah, had huge collections of sort of serial killer memorabilia, I guess. Yeah, so but like, I think the focus was on buying drawings and paintings by serial killers. Which fascinates me. Yeah, and if you come to Hastings, you can go to the True Crime Museum where they have quite a good selection oh my god it's really good like it's the right sort of balance of kind of kitsch sort of um homemade homemade quality mixed with actual good stories and yeah. really great um 
memorabilia. But what was... So when we were watching this documentary, they came and talked to this guy and they were like, oh, this guy's called Joe Coleman, he's an artist, and he's got this amazing collection. And he also has it... So aside from his paintings, he also has this thing that he calls his auditorium. Ooh. Which basically... It's just a room full of really weird shit that he's collected over the years. Cool, I love it. Um, he's got like lots of like. <gasps> Can death we have masks. an auditorium downstairs in our basement? We can well, keep the pirate mural for we've got it. To put something in that bloody basement. <laughs> Should we just fill it he's with got, like, weird mannequins? Shrunken heads and oh, it's so cool. Art by serial killers and all weird things like that. So he's got like a really like interesting selection of stuff. But off the back of watching this documentary, I actually looked up him as an artist, and I kind of thought. It's quite like a low-budget documentary. Yeah. And I kind of thought he was just going to be sort of like folky outsider artist kind of thing. And he's actually this amazing artist. He's had like... He had an exhibition at the Palais de Tokyo in Paris. Really? Um, he had an exhibition in the Barbican Centre. What? He was like commissioned to do something by uh, Gagosian. Really? Um... Wow. He's done stuff with Iggy Pop and like all this amazing stuff. Ooh. And his paintings are abs- actually amazing. Like one of them, he said, took him like four years to do and all this. And they're oh. just so detailed. But in the theme of it being Halloween, he also did one of Albert Fish. Oh, yes. He is a lovely serial killer. Oh, he's one of my favourites. Uh, listen to the last podcast on the left. About okay. Albert Fish, got it. Unless good. you don't like really gory oh, stuff. Oh yeah, it's about people um, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm a person who likes knowing intimate details of like serial killers and their cases and stuff. So if you're not a fan of gory details, then skip. But if you are like me and weird and enjoy that kind of thing, last podcast on the left. I think it's like a three part series of Albert Fish. It's absolutely amazing and Henry Sobrowski's impression of Albert Fish is absolute gold um, but yeah have a look at Joe Coleman's art It's I shall link it's it not, in the show notes and I want to go and I'm going to have a stalk in my opinion I think some of it varies quite a lot, there's some stuff that I think is genuinely really good and yeah. some of it which is a little bit ropey yeah I don't know, it's... Okay, it's interesting. But, like, he's definitely doing some interesting stuff, and I think... They've kind of got a sort of Grace and Perry vibe, don't they've they? They've definitely got a Grace and Perry vibe. They've mm. definitely got, like, a sort of comic book art kind of thing. Grace and Perry, Peter Blake kind of thing? Yeah, because he makes these sort of very elaborate frames for them, and they're all, like... Also have, like, a lot of religious imagery, and sort of... They're, like, he does a lot of triptychs and stuff like that. Love it. Um, but, yeah, I just thought... He's a good Halloween artist. Brilliant. Oh, well done, Oh, You've completely like saved this podcast episode because I brought nothing to the table. All I brought was Acorn Warriors or whatever they're called. Acorn Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Better name for them. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be able to spend like four years on a painting, although I'd overwork it. <laughs> well, I think the thing, well, those ones that he did for four years, he painted on doors. So he got a lot of space. Yeah. Got a lot of, uh, yeah. A lot of real estate to work with, definitely. I just love enough, like, time to be able to do that. I mean, I suppose I could just work on something in the evenings or whatever and take four years on it, but... 
Yeah, I think... I just love to sit down and just be like, I'm going to spend months on this one piece. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really nice idea. I just think the difficulty with it is, is like... I don't know, it's it's the persevering with it, because, like... I don't think that would be a problem even, for me. No, but even with, like... If you were just doing, like, a little A4 drawing, mm. there's always, like, a moment, I think, in pretty much most drawings where you're like, oh, I don't know if I really like this. Like, oh, is 100%. this going well? I imagine doing that, and you're two and a half years in, you're looking at it, and you're like, I don't this know whether I shit. like this. Yeah. Why am I doing a drawing? I feel like there's that, artist, there's that artist timeline, though, isn't there? I think someone did a meme of it where it's like, you first start something off, like, this is a great idea, I love this, this is going to be the best thing I've ever done. And then you start doing it, you go, hmm... Mm, not sure about this no and then you get to the point where you're like this is shit this is the worst thing I've ever done I hate this <laughs> and then you keep going and you're like mm, maybe this is okay and then you finish and you're like this is great this is the best thing I've ever done <laughs> it's this weird like roller coaster you do yeah, and no, I get it, it definitely every is. time I do a painting every time I start off I'm like oh, this is going downhill I hate it already I don't know it's weird but I think that's why so many people like drawing on iPads and stuff because when you get to that moment you can just go no I'm going back yeah but you need to push through it you do need to push through it you do need to push through it it's very rare that it's I just like it easily throw, flows out of me sometimes occasionally I'll just start doing something and yeah it'll just come really easily and I'll it's a nice feeling when that happens oh it's so nice it feels like but then I get scared because I'm like, it's going so well, I'm going to fuck it up. I don't know, I don't really. It almost feels like you're God in that moment. Because you're just <laughs> like, yes, it's just like coming out. It's not, I'm not even trying and it's amazing. And it happens very rarely, maybe once a year. But when it does, oh, it's sweet. Sweet nectar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, I think that's the end of our Halloween ish podcast so next week um i'm going to possibly do two episodes um one with me and you me yes and then i'm going to do a special one-on-one with me um about turning 30 uh don't do that next week do that the week after because i'm going to be away well, no, because I'm going to turn 30 on Sunday, so... Oh, I see. So yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm writing a blog post for the people who want to read about it, and I'm going to accompany a few, like, photos and stuff. Um, and then I thought, yeah, I'd just basically talk a bit more, like, in more depth about my blog post, really. Yeah. So. Well, I think when you got... If you read through your blog post, I'm sure there'll be a lot of things that come to your mind that you Yeah, exactly. Well, it's quite. I'm trying to like be quite concise about it because obviously it's quite hard to like sum up thirty years of your life into one little. I think just yeah. few paragraphs. Yeah, it's easy, easy. You can do that. <laughs> a couple of lines. Um, but I really want to because I've got lots of thoughts about turning thirty, um, and I don't know. Maybe it's helpful to people, or I'm just quite nosy and I like reading. I think it's interesting to see where people are yeah, at some point. Exactly. And I just think it would also be good just to sort of look back for me and see like Yeah, it's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's definitely interesting. Mm. Well I hope well, so. I, think I we... just always worry about being too sorry, I just interrupted you. Um, you always do. <laughs> uh I worry I've said to you as before that 
it's a very fine balance because I want to be really open and honest about how I feel and stuff but then it's kind of like a fine line because I'm always worried that I'm over sharing and I don't want anyone to think I'm like really egotistical and all I do is talk about myself but then I also want to be like open and like this is how I'm feeling and I know you were sort of saying the other day that it's a difficult situation because I think sharing a lot tends to or it can easily go into the territory of just sort of complaining yeah and seeming quite negative yeah and it's like because basically when you're sharing it's you're venting aren't you to a certain extent and it's like you don't want to uh, come across as a negative person just who's just whining all the time yeah exactly and like all anyone ever says of me is that I'm angry which I'm not gonna lie it's kind of a little upsetting mm. um, saying as yeah I don't know I know I have a bit of a temper but I feel like I have slightly more to my personality than just being angry but that's all anybody ever says, seems to say about me but um, yeah I'm kind of it's made me like hyper aware of it and I don't want anyone to think I'm like yeah but I think if you're in a situation where people are talking about what you're like is like your personality and stuff people tend to be jokey they're not going to be like you're just a good person I I suppose people tend to gravitate towards saying something funny and saying like you're really angry it's kind of funny is it though? no but you know what I mean you know what I'm trying to say yeah anyway leave me alone I need to go to bed I'm knackered I'm quite tired alright goodbye everyone from me Oliver and from my co-host Finlay um is that a firework? It was just not off a firework. <laughs> I have to do it outside. <laughs> not a bottom one. No. Um, oh. uh, if you want to talk to us about anything, then you know all this shit anyway, but um, write into the cute life podcast at gmail.com. Um, follow me and Ollie on Instagram and you can message us, DM either me or Ollie about anything. Um, we love hearing from you. Um, share this podcast. Um, on Instagram or you can rate and review and leave if you leave us a kind review then we'll read out on the podcast burn it on CD throw it in the sea see where it washes up yeah um, that's a good way to spread the information scream it in your mum's face yeah uh yeah yeah alright okay love you see you next week bye say goodbye bye